to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's been a wild few weeks here in Huskerland. Additions from the portal, subtractions from the portal. Uh, lots going on at the quarterback position, the running back position. Of course, the specialists have been taken care of uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, just a lot of lot of, of goings on and a lot of stuff to try to bounce around and figure out um, kind of where it may, lets Nebraska stand. And so we're going to reach out to Brian Munson of Husker Online, see if we can get a hold of him and, and talk some Husker football, talk about some of the uh, additions that Nebraska has had. looks like right now we're having trouble reaching Brian Munson, so we will just continue um, uh, and, and hopefully continue to reach out to him and see if we can get him. But uh, he's always uh, very knowledgeable, very plugged in on some of the things that are going on. Of course, for Nebraska, um, what that has meant lately uh, over the last couple of days, if you haven't been paying attention, it was, it's kind of just started the whole weekend was just kind of very weird because uh, DeAndre Jackson, it was hard to tell where he stood as far as being part of the fold for Nebraska's running back group moving forward. Uh, of course, he, he the commitment out of Texas A&M. Last I've seen, he's expecting to, to be a part of the Huskers, but there was some idea about maybe him not uh, quite qualifying or getting on board at the time. Um, but uh, So that one's kind of out there. I was going to ask Brian Munson about that. Of course, Anthony Grant, the big JUCO addition for Nebraska in the portal, one of the top JUCO uh, running backs in the nation and even uh, labeled as the top Juco running back in the nation by some sites. Um, so that was a big get over the weekend, kind of making it kind of uh, weird, the DeAndre Jackson situation. Uh, and then of course, uh, yesterday, Chuba Purdy, uh, Chuba Purdy, excuse me, announced that he was in for Nebraska clouds kind of the room at quarterback, but makes it very interesting. And then Javier Martin, a uh, big uh, uh, Morton, I should say uh, also committed, which uh, maybe got overshadowed uh, by the Chuba Purdy news, but we do have Brian Munson, of Husker Online now joining us on the Hunt of Lincoln Hotline 4246456855 Brian how are you doing today Hey, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. I, it, it, the only thing that I'm I'm struggling with now is I can't name half the depth chart on Nebraska's football team. It seems like just because of all these additions that they're having, uh, we we need to do a lot of homework. And for that, we go to you because we know you've been doing the homework. Oh wow! I mean, yeah, it's it's tough to keep up with. It's going to be one of those things. Where I think as as we get used to it, we'll see that they build a high school class and a junior college class and a portal class. It's. Uh, it's it's really kind of taken these two or three multiple streams now to build a roster. Yeah, and do you believe that there's going to be like a uh, some type of restrictions put around this once we kind of go maybe through a few years of it, or do you think that there's I mean, college football offseason is just going to be year long, which I, I I don't necessarily hate because it's kind of fun to have these this big news jump and in in the in the in the roster get reloaded and all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, it's got to be so frustrating for head coaches not knowing kind of what their team looks like on a daily day basis. Well, I think that that's what's that's, I think you just nailed it right there. There's a there's an element here that has to be remembered. They have the roster management that has to be has to be taken care of. And there's the 85 scholarship limit number. There's the adding the 25 newcomers to your roster plus your whatever your backfill is potentially for losing other players to the portal. Um, which I'm not even sure how all that stuff's supposed to kind of come together. So I I do believe. The NCAA is going to have to get serious about 
making some sort of an announcement time frame, right? Where you have to make yourself eligible to go into the portal and then you go into this eligibility state where you're going to sign by the on the early one or the late one. You know, if you try to do it for the early time frame and it doesn't happen, then continues over into January to where you can get things done by, by the time you get enrolled. But it's like some of these guys are announcing in November. Some of these guys are announcing this weekend. And it's just, it's a little bit too chaotic. And I think for the guys that are, the teams that are, going all the way into the playoffs, and then they have their roster to kind of think about how do they go about getting active in the portal if the guys that they're going to lose aren't leaving until the first week in January. Not that many Nebraska fans are going to care too much about that because they're not going to cry those guys a river, but it's just it's, it's, a, it's a fact. I mean, how do those guys take care of their roster management just as, just as much as the guys that have – didn't make a bowl game. Yeah, that's a good point that I hadn't thought about yet. I, I've seen Alabama and Georgia both lose, you know, close to seven, eight guys or whatever. Um, and obviously right. there's slim pickings now a little bit from the portal. Is that, as Nebraska is kind of grabbing these guys out of there, is that how you're reading it? Or, or has those Alabama or Georgia guys kind of uh, revitalized the portal? And, and so it, it's just kind of weird because the, the, whole, the whole situation is – um, just so <laughs> there's, there's nothing in stone. I mean, if you, you can grab like Nebraska did, you grab your quarterback out of the portal and then you're still interested in another quarterback that you've talked to because in, maybe it was just in case they didn't get Thompson or maybe the plan all around was to get Purdy and Thompson. Um, but it's, it's just, it's very odd because you would think that they would be, um, trying to, 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 to get their name in the conversation with several different guys and have a backup plan for all these different plans that bring, I mean, it's just gotta be a huge headache. Yeah, I don't and, – and imagine with Nebraska, they went through hiring multiple assistant coaches. They they have that earlier signing day period where they're trying to put the finishing touches on that class and they start turning their attention to the roster and what the, what the new coaches are thinking about the guys that are currently on the roster that they've never even seen before. So now you're just watching film and, and kind of just, you know, doing your evaluation the best that you can kind of in your own vacuum. It's um, – it's a pretty it's 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 not a clean process yet. I guess that's probably the, the fairest way of kind of saying it. I think that there'll be some announcement dates where deadlines to where you want to get into a certain time frame to make a transfer or make a commitment or any of those kinds of things. I think that that stuff's going to have to start to come up and you'll see an early announcement date and a second announcement date and everything is to be kind of geared towards January semester, like spring semester. And I think you'll see another one that kind of happens like in that May time frame to kind of get into the June and into the summer. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking. It's, and, I, and I really don't know how, how anybody plans on keeping track of who's on the 85, who's part of the 25. I just think all that stuff now is going to be a lot of fuzzy math. Well, that and the, the extra COVID year really play, really makes exactly. this whole thing uh, pretty ridiculous. But either way, I mean, I guess they, they get played good money to do it. It's just got to be a little bit more of a headache. Uh, I did want to ask you about some of the additions Nebraska's been able to add. Of course, uh, Chubba Purdy being kind of the biggest one. Uh, the few questions that come to mind there is, is, is he there to compete for a starter? Um, and kind of what is this signaling to Logan Smothers? Yeah, I know. It's going to be a crowded room. Um, I mean, (laughs) 
until until Nate Glance decided to go to, to Iowa State, I was sitting there going, gosh, they still had a preferred walkout on to another a junior college guy. Um, so, yeah, I I think Purdy's coming in, you know, with the hopes that he can find himself in the, in the conversation. I mean, I think odds-on favorite right now is going to be Thompson. But Purdy's not going up there to just sit behind somebody and, and kind of let his eyes gloss over for the next couple, three years. He's He wants to put himself in a position to be competing, to be ready to go in a moment's notice. And, yeah, I, I think that there's going to be some – significance to that uh, to the other guys in the room that are already at the position um more than likely a guy like like smothers is gonna gonna want to take a look and see how this impacts him how things go through spring what what does this do to his reps what does this do to his his overall cycles that he gets in a weekly on a weekly basis um if this was the same offense that they were running last fall it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal but now you've got a new offensive coordinator. So things are kind of starting over. So you, you're just at the same starting point as that guy that's coming in there that, that wasn't even on campus a week ago. You're at the same starting point as they are. So it, it's, it's, really, it's really kind of a starting over moment. And uh, those guys have got to be uber competitive. This is what you really hope you get out of the portal you don't just look for an, a way to kind of overhaul a position, maybe get a quick fix, get some really nice usable depth, depth. But you hope a room like a, like a quarterback's room sees two new faces in there, wakes the rest of the guys up that were in the room coming back from last season, and really makes a super competitive environment. Because everybody knows that you really need to have true competition at quarterback for the team to get better, for things to get better at that spot. Otherwise, there's really no way to kind of improve your team one week to the next. You've got to have some competition there in that room. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And that's something that's kind of been missing for a long time at Nebraska. And just across college football, it's kind of hard if you've got a guy in the backup spot and he'll be looking around. But maybe Nebraska can keep those five scholarship quarterbacks that they want in the room. The other kind of big story over the weekend um, was that Anthony Grant committed to Nebraska. And it kind of left a lot of people wondering and and kind of some thoughts out there about DeAndre Jackson, if he was still on board for Nebraska. Um, What do you think about Anthony Grant and is DeAndre Jackson still? still uh, set to come to Lincoln? Uh, I really love Anthony Grant's film. Um, I remember him from high school a little bit just because he was from Buford, and I think Nebraska fans are very familiar with Buford, Georgia, um, because of the pipeline that Nebraska had been building to the Peach State, and in particular Buford and pulling multiple players out of there and into the, in the Lincoln. Um, he... He's a, he's a complete package, you know, as a running back. He's he's got an ability to kind of have that speed to hit a corner. He's got that cut up speed. He's got home run, you know, big play speed. Uh, he can catch the football. Um, he can just do all those. And he's a he's a real physical looking dude. Just you know, like when Irvin walked in last last January, it just looked like a guy that had been in the program for a while. That's exactly what you're going to get with Grant. He's going to walk in there, and he's going to—he's going to look a little bit different. Um, he's put together a little bit differently. Um, but with Jackson, I, you know, I, I think that this is maybe another hole when it comes to the overall transfer process. I mean, Jackson's issue 
isn't that he didn't like Nebraska or that Nebraska didn't like him. The issue here was is that realistically, he's not academically eligible to even go back to practice at A&M tomorrow. If there was a practice that was happening tomorrow and they were starting the spring semester and said, hey, let's go, get out there, get your pads on, Jackson couldn't participate. So there's a there seems to be kind of a need to figure out the eligibility side to the portal where a guy may be walking out of a, a bad situation, which may mean that you can, I don't know, go down and do something in a junior college to kind of get things back right or stay in school and kind of get things fixed up and then, and then leave in May, uh, which it seems like that would be an option for Jackson. But um, at this point right now, I mean, there's, there's really not uh, any potential that he would be there in January, at least from what I've been told. Uh, and he has to get his, his academics correctly. I think that he has the green light to return back to College Station to do that. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, the last guy I wanted to ask you about is uh, Javier Morton, who committed to Nebraska as well. Um, maybe overshadowed by the Chubba Purdy news, uh, but uh, seem, I, I was reading your Twitter. It seems like you've got a good read on, on Morton and what he might bring to the table. Yeah, Morton is... Um, you know, I, I talked to him yesterday and, uh, I feel like he gets a little, he does get a little overshadowed. Um, there's a pretty big need to get some guys that can play, you know, boundary cornerback. That's a, that's a tough spot. You know, people, people say, well, what does that mean to be the boundary guy? Well, you're going away, you're going towards the sideline away from safety help outside the numbers, man to man with nobody over the top. So you're talking Cam Taylor Britt typically. You're definitely talking like Lamar Jackson. You know, you're 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 Darrell Revis. This is where the whole Revis Island kind of came from initially, right? Um so this is that's the spot where, you know, Morton is being kind of looked at to to be a guy to come in and help Nebraska next year. And he saw that like, you know, when Coach Fisher, you know, queued up all the tape. Um, Nebraska asked their defensive backs to do multiple things. They they roll from nickel to corner. They roll from safety to cornerback. And that's not what Javier is being asked to do or, or is going to be asked to do, it seems like. It seems like he is being, being told, you are a corner. That is what you will play here. And they drew some comparisons up to Mike Hughes, uh, who's – you know, obviously played at UCF. I think he's still with the Chiefs, um, and uh, and obviously a guy that Javier's uh, familiar with because he played at Garden City. So um, that was a a great comparison for Nebraska. It really helped them out with with getting him there. And I I think that he is a guy that gets overlooked, but that's a guy I'd really look forward to to really push in the spring for some playing time and, and to get noticed and get on, get on that depth chart. Well, that'll be interesting. A lot of these guys, obviously they're, they're hoping to, when you, when you go to the portal, that's what you're looking for. Not, not in most, not as much kind of stash away and, and project is, is to get immediate help. So uh, we'll see if they can, can kind of bring that to the table. Brian, thank you so much for your time today and help us get caught up on the latest happenings from the portal in Huskerland. 
Sounds good, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, there he goes. Brian Munson of Husker Online. Like I said, uh, a recruiting expert, and the recruiting expert now opens it up to the portal, to to the JUCO route, as he was saying. Nebraska's been doing more JUCO recruiting maybe than a lot of uh, different teams that we've seen. I like to see them get back to that. Um, uh, you know, certainly more than they have in the in the past few years, but um, this is, it. I mean, the writing's on the wall. We know what this season is, um, and it's got to get turned around quickly, and they're going out trying to identify those guys, and I think they've done a good job of bringing a lot of those guys back in. Uh, we got to take a quick break, but when we come back, um, we're still awaiting, obviously, Eric Strickland. He'll join us at 4, uh, and we'll get into more of this with him, but the Cardinals got destroyed by the Rams last night. The Cardinals have the longest title drought, I believe, in professional sports here in America, so are they the most hapless fan base? I'm a Cardinals fan myself. It certainly felt that way last night. Uh, we'll talk about that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler portion of On the Block. Thank you. 